0: Well it is the fifth Sunday of Lent and it's it's also the second round of March Madness. And in our office pool here at St. Margaret of York I am now tied for 16th out of 16 people so my brackets done. Every March we are reminded that even in secular culture as St. Augustine said the earthly can point us to the spiritual and the divine. So what is it about bracketology and March Madness that draws so many of us in? It's team spirit, it's friendly competition, it's rivalry, it's an opportunity to root for your school, for your tradition, to have loathed teams. That's a new category for me, teams that we loathe. But more than that, it seems to me, March Madness is simply a way to connect with each other, with friends, with family. Year after year, across the country, across the world, to other fans. Let's us know where we stand relative to each other, how we're doing, our competitive spirit. But it connects us, I think, to a larger community. And that's fun and entertaining. And good and worthy. But here's the spirituality of March Madness that I would propose. That bid for connection that we seek, that's fundamentally a spiritual root. We remember that the word religion itself means literally re legere, to connect, to reconnect, parts of ourselves, that literally disappear and fall away through our own selfishness. It is to be woven together, reconnected through God's grace. And that often is the way that we think about the Catholic and Christian religion. It is a bid for connection that, guess what? We initiate. Just like filling out our brackets our picks, our analysis, our thoughts, our timeline, our ideas. But let's remember this morning, friends, that that's not the Catholic Christian understanding of how reconnection starts. It is the Lord who initiates. It is the Lord who seeks, whoever and always and infinitely reaches out to us again and again, as our first reading reminds us to see. It is God who begins this beautiful word covenant. We don't use that word very often in our secular culture. But a covenant is more than just a contract that is an agreement between two people where they enter into a binding relationship no in the christian understanding a covenant is a relationship a relationship that god invites us to respond to it is a promise that he will give us what we need to be happy to flourish to live with him in heaven forever and in this earth in our own moral life one image of this is that classic old footsteps poem that we many of us have in our hanging on our walls and homes you know the the two paths of footprints along the beach i dreamt i was walking along the beach with the lord and across my mind in the dream were scenes from my life as we look back on the course of our life But then at the last scene, we look back and saw that there weren't two sets of footprints, there was just one. And in this reflection, the word comes back, my son, my daughter, at those points in your life, it was I who lifted you and carried you. The good news we celebrate here as Catholic Christians is that we do not start the process. God activates and initiates. And in the word of today's Mass, God instills in us, implants in us, infuses in us the very capacity to be the people he wants us to be. That's the good news this morning, friends. The bad news is this relationship initiated by God, it comes with a cost, a sacrifice, a commitment. It means that we have to stop pretending that we ourselves can put ourselves in the place of God as the master of the universe of our lives. And in the second lesson this morning, there is another symbolic word for this price we pay to say yes to the Lord in that relationship. It is what St. Paul calls simply obedience. The word means literally "obedire," to hear and to act on what we hear. To follow the pattern of God's Son, to follow his life, is a pattern of saying, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. It is a relationship that orients us and aligns us to possibilities we could never conceive, but only if we get out of the way of God working in our life. The Gospel reminds us that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a seed. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Friends, this is Jesus resonating Jeremiah and Saint Paul reminding us that the religious life is more than simply choosing what we want the way we want it, and the time we want it to happen. Like our brackets. The Catholic Christian life is bigger than us. Which is why we call it a mystery. Which is why on this fifth Sunday we realize that God is literally veiling himself as imaged for us in our veiled crucifix. He is asking us to veil our own preferences, our own ego, our own assumptions, our own outcomes, and allowing our humanity to increasingly be carried like the footsteps poem by the Lord himself, the author of our covenant. And so friends, in this final week of Lent and as we move into Sweet 16, let's ask ourselves, what is unfinished in your Lenten journey? What part of yourself needs to be yielded, to be veiled, to be surrendered, so that we may more fully embrace this incredible cosmic relationship that God initiates in his own time, if only we say yes.